But then something flashed in her memory, something on a website, a travel site. In order to join, she had to enter to win. She must have. All she'd really wanted to do was look at the photos of Portugal and Tanzania, the ocean, a safari, anything but read other people's bad writing. So she'd given out her email and her phone number, and voila, Davis called. Not that Precise would really send her. How could they? There would be regulations and things that she would fail. Probably the weight requirement. Of course, perhaps one weighed less on the moon, or was it more? But in space, she'd be light as air. But here, on an Earth scale, she'd be done, over, a goner. Total failure, as with so many endeavors. Just last night, that tomato sauce. And the baton? Hazel had wanted it this morning. Hadn't Max needed to rush it to the school about fifteen minutes ago? Wasn't the audition going on right now without a proper conductor's baton? Look, I know this seems crazy, but our founder wants to make precise aeronautics moon missions accessible for the people. Mostly rich people, Max said. She knew about Rupert Forsyth, wacky, wild, crazy British loopster who already owned everything and was now expanding his empire off-world his dyed blonde wig-like mop, his crazy black eyebrows, a hip Groucho Marx. We are scheduling our first four flights. We estimate the first in five months, August 15th to be precise. You will be on our third voyage. I won, Max said. I'll say, Davis said. Max could almost hear him wipe his brow. Just think, 1.4 million people filled out the entry form, and you, one of four winners. Max, it's a miracle. It turned out not being on the first voyage was the miracle. Crash landing, no survivors. Not even that flight's lottery winner. Forsyth went back to the drawing board. We will have to postpone your takeoff, Davis told her on one of his monthly calls. She'd already filled out all the forms— Liability, for one, clearly necessary. Gone to the doctor, her weight was just fine. Completed all the blood work and scans, taken the shots, and started a diet and exercise regime. In the coming months, she would head off to space camp to learn about anti-gravity and dehydrated food. All that was left was to tell her family. Not surprising. Max sat at her desk, the computer screen open to a memoir about growing up in a cage— When she received the manuscript, Max wondered if she'd survive the reading, the author's life a harrowing experience of survival, but the prose ached for verbs and detail, confined, trapped, tortured, stuck, strangely absent from the long narrative. You aren't a writer, the editor had told her once. You're a copy editor, so stop suggesting stuff you shouldn't, your bailiwick? Commas, semicolons, anachronisms, number format. Come on, Max. It's all been figured out, Davis told her. Really, it had something to do with batteries. Simple. How many people died? Davis was silent for a moment. I know, but you don't have to worry. Your family doesn't have to worry. Max imagined that her husband, Ronnie, would not be worried at all. In fact, he'd probably pack her moon case. Just let me know if it's going to be real, Max said. You know, people do have lives. Going to the moon takes some time out of the schedule. People have responsibilities. Do they, Davis said. 
his voice heavy with too many phone calls. You're right, probably not, but let me know, okay? Will do, Davis hung up. Who was that? Hazel asked. Max turned toward her office door. Her daughter stood there, clutching her school backpack. She looked exactly as Max had as a child, except pretty. Dark hair, dark eyes, slight and small. But there was a sweet softness about the eyes and lips. That was Ronnie. And the boys were him exactly, no evidence of Max in their long bones, bright faces, thick dark blonde hair. Even though John and Ryan were only five and seven, everyone always noted they'd be lady killers. What a thing to say. Max formed her lie and then said, A man who has a job for me, but it keeps not happening. Hazel nodded. She understood about the vagaries of editing, the influx of work, and then this...